0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip comes from episode number 270 with Jeremy Frisch who discusses optical courses, gymnastics and integrating multi-sports into a program. So a fantastic episode that went down a dream and continues to get played all around the globe on a weekly basis. But just before we do dive into this episode, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. So if you're looking for a free, yes, free AMS, check out AMS Light from Rock Daisy at rockdaisy.com. But in terms of developing the obstacle obstacle courses that you've been kind of or have become very much known for, what's the what's the the thought process behind what we might see on Twitter or Instagram of what the stuff you're doing in the, so, uh, in the facility.
1: You know, I, I think that, um, some of the, some of the sort of, um, inspiration came from watching, you know, my brothers growing up, they did track and field. Um, and so I always loved like watching that stuff, like the jumping, and the, and the, and the, uh, like high jump and long jump and, and the running part. And so I used to go home and like, sort of like set up my own hurdles and I set up, like we used to set up our own high jump mat. Or we'd take old mattresses and we did all those things when we were kids because we saw the older kids doing them that were in high school. And we had so much fun, you know, doing different obstacle courses and and doing different types of contests where we had to jump over something as high as we could or, you know, jump, jump over, you know, do a long like long jump type activities or jumping in a pool. You know, so those things I always knew were fun for me. And so it was an easy, you know, when I started working with young kids, I'm like, ah, you know, we started setting up these different these different uh, activities and obstacles for them to figure out how to go over or around or whatever it is. and and you could tell right away how much the kids enjoyed it. because um, kids love to see how fast they can do something. Or they love to race against each other and see how, you know, how they can do something. So for me, it just sort of grew. And it, it was really simple at first. I mean, our obstacle courses that we did in the beginning were nothing but like some cones on the ground that they had to run around. Maybe they uh, hopped in, in and out of like uh, some, uh, some hula hoops. Um, you know, maybe they did a couple forward rolls on a mat. It was real simple stuff. And over the years, I've sort of expanded my my equipment uh to be able to do more uh complex you know type of activities so now we have um we have a thing called the patch which is like this sort of um obstacle course sort of barrier type thing that you can that comes in different heights and you can take it apart and set it up in different ways um so we have that i have some some uh obviously tons of gymnastic mats we have a crash pad where the kids can like sort of dive and roll we have a trapezoid pad where the kids can like climb up and and jump off or roll down where well, you got trampolines or mini trampolines. So I sort of just started looking around and looking at all the things that children love to do and then just combined them in, in a million different ways in, a, in an obstacle course.
0: So anything that we might see on Twitter as like a video, for example, is there is there like tick boxes that you go through when designing and putting these together? I, I want a single leg landing uh, portion, that's kind of tick double leg landing portion tick. Do you go through that process when you develop these or is it a little bit more? So for me,
1: I like to set things up where it's like, all right, I'm going to set this up, but I want to see how they go over this. You know, I'm going to set this, Mm -hmm. these pads up in this way. And I want to see how kids, you know, climb over or jump over this. And what are the the different ways that kids do that? You know what I mean? And, And what you see is, is that, kids of different heights and sizes and ages and abilities do things different ways. So there's not one way it's for them. That's the way they figured out at that moment. You know what I mean? Not yeah. that that won't change. They might see another kid do something and be like, Oh, I'll try it that way. You know? So for example, we have, uh, I love like uh, we do tons of like different vaulting over different barriers. You know, the kids will run up to the, to the, uh, to the barrier and put their hands on it and try to flip their feet over to the side. You know, we'll do different ways where we do it on one hand. Or using two hands, we'll do it where the kids have to hop their feet up onto the barrier, then down. They'll do it where they have to just fling their feet over to the side and, and totally clear the barrier. Different ways, you know what I mean? Um, and so I like to see how the kids approach those things and how they do it, um, and and I like to see the different the different body postures that they're in and the ways the ways they're the ways they're doing it is. I'm, I'm always looking at like, all right, well, what are we strengthening here? What are we? What are the things that are getting worked what part of the body obviously you know it's everything but you know how 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 is a how is a bear crawl different from a spider-man crawl how is a uh, forward roll different than a backwards roll you know what i mean so um when it comes to i would say the older kids i try to do activities where like you just talked about like we're gonna work on we're gonna work on hopping all right so I, we're gonna work on being being you know agile and and quick on one foot and so we might play a game of tag where we play tag on one foot where they have to hop the whole time right so i know that i'm going to get that type of of uh activity in that game and i'm going to work we're going to work on that one single thing you know what i mean so um going back but going back to the obstacle course things i want to see during the course though uh you know level change you know when they have to duck under something. Uh, Where they have to step over something where they have to jump over something where they have to uh, climb up and maybe roll down like really basic movements uh, Where they have to run around things. So, uh, you know, some type of like change of direction agility um, All those things Can be sort of put into a uh, an obstacle course to work on those different skills
0: so for the for the younger kids do you use them obstacle courses to identify like common common threads that how how a, how kids may approach a certain obstacle, which you can then kind of drill down on with another potentially another obstacle course, which forces more of that pattern? Or are you? Or okay, you can do that.
1: I mean, with the younger kids, I'm just looking for a a wide variety of movements, and I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. you know, especially from K through two, I'm just looking to see when I set up obstacles i try to put as many obstacles out as i can and make them all different as different as possible um, you know what i mean so and, and and then then they can just attack it i i usually don't say anything else but just sit back and watch them go through go. It. yeah you know what i mean yeah. and so sometimes some kids want to get through it as fast as they can right uh some kids take their time and they get just fun to like kind of move slowly and you know if, if we had a obstacle where the kids had to like maybe duck under or roll under there's, there's many kids who just love that feeling of like rolling under it and they'll take their time and go really slow and laugh the whole time where there's other kids who like attack that thing and go under it as fast as possible. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. And so a lot of times what we do with the young kids too is they need variety and they get really bored really fast. So if we set up an obstacle course, We'll let them run through it maybe 10, 15 times. They'll get a drink. They'll be out of breath. They'll laugh. But then, like, they sort of get bored with it right away. So then you have to add another piece. So I'll be like, all right, let's time. Let's see how fast you guys can get through this. And I'll take out the stopwatches. And then they're engaged again because now there's a new part of this obstacle course. How fast can we go through it? And so I start timing kids. And then that gets bored. And they're like, oh, can we do something else? I'm like, all right, let's change the obstacle course so you guys have to race each other. So we we kind of manipulate the course so there's like two lanes so the kids actually have to race, you know, 1v1. Um, and and uh, one of the ways that they love to do it here is when we do a race, we always end the race with the crash pad.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So when they finish, they have to like dive into the pad. And that's the finish, the yeah. first one who hits the pad. So they love that. Like they just totally get, they get crazy for that. So there's different ways to do it too. So you can set up all course, just have run it, but then you can add other pieces to it to, to kind of re-engage them in what you're doing. Um, so that usually goes on, you know, we can probably knock off in a, in a session about 25, 30 minutes of that. And then after that, they're pretty spent and we'll move on to some type of like game activity whether it's like uh, some type of, you know, we'll chase each other, we'll play tag. Uh, we have a game we call boulder ball where, we're, you know, the coach tries to hit the kids with like a stability ball. Not, not too hard, but, you know, we'll chase them around. We have a game called alien tag, which actually I was looking for ways to get my young athletes to like jump off the ground, to leap in the air and different ways for them to jump. So we came up with alien tag where I use a pool noodle And I chase the kids around, but I can only get them out of the game if I hit them in the ankle. So when they're running at me or running away from me and I'm swinging that, they're always trying to leave the ground. They're always jumping. They're always either like double leg jump or leaping in the air and try to get away from me. Um, And so it's a great activity for them to work on those skills without even realizing they're doing it. So I actually got some great like pictures of where kids are like running at me and I swing that thing nice and low. And they're like just taking off in the air. You know, they look great too. It's just so natural for them to do that movement. You just got to put them in the right environment, you know?
0: So so next question would be, based on that, and that sounds absolutely fantastic, by the way. I, I, I want to get involved. Um, where does the, or does the, especially more, more for the older kids, where does the structure, how does it fit in with the more structured training? Or is that something completely different, i.e. like a different, Session that different kids would would attend. Just explain that for us.
1: With the younger kids, right? It's the idea is get them moving. We don't need to overcoach anything. You know, just make them active, play lots of games that involve a whole variety of different movements, right? And not not worry about it too much as far as like, oh, what are they they doing? You know, this specific movement and that specific movement. The idea is to just give them so many activities that they probably cover all those things, right? So as the kids get older and it does, I, I'll I'll take it. So, for example, maybe uh fourth, fifth, sixth graders, we might take um, the obstacle course or versions, parts of it that we have. And we'll use that as sort of an organized warm up. OK. Yep. Right. So we'll put some we'll put some barriers out so the kids have to vault over. We'll put some things that they have to duck under. Maybe we'll put some cones down. They have to bear crawl to a certain, you know, maybe 10 yards or five yards. Uh, maybe they zigzag through some cones you know, or different movements. Maybe they have to skip from you know, from after the bear crawl. They have to go to a, an A skip. So we're going to start adding like sort of fundamental movement skills, and I want to see those guys do each thing fairly well. Do you know what I mean? I want them to kind of have more technical proficiency rather than just try to go through it as fast as they can, which is what you see the younger kids do. So we'll sort of like still use the obstacle course, but now we're using it. We're we're trying to use that as a way to to warm up and work on different movement mm-hmm. skills.
0: So how would that how would that develop as you go even older than that? Do obstacle courses have a ceiling of age, or do they just keep developing and getting more complex and different teams? Well, I would I would
1: say that you know if I had the space the space and facility and uh, and could set up more of a facility that was like um, you know parkour slash ninja warrior. Where you had some really difficult type movements or different difficult type events or, or activities, I would I probably stop doing the obstacle courses, you know, in the actual training session after fifth or sixth grade. Um, but let me tell you this every time the younger kids are doing an obstacle course and the younger the older kids see it, they always want to join.
0: Of course they do. Always. Because so do so you know so the parents. So-
1: <laughs> yeah. You got like a second grader running through an obstacle course and all of a sudden right next to him, here comes a sophomore in high school, you know, 15 year old kid who's down at the gym doing their strength training and they want to jump in and start running around with the eight year olds. You know, it's, it's funny. So although they don't typically do it in their workouts, um, they kids love to do it, you know, so they'll always jump in and the younger kids love when the older kids do jump in too, which is nice. You know what I mean?
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Byte Size. So as I said at the start, this episode was number 270 and you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today and I'll chat to you next time.